Our previous episode on Storming the Gates was titled Confessions of a Non-Prophet. Well, as I was preparing that episode, a thousand thoughts on how to listen to God were in my mind. So I prepared a follow-up episode and based it on Luke 18.8, where Jesus admonishes his followers to be careful how you listen. Yet, I kept landing on one theme, being a friend of God. Why would you share your secrets with anyone who is not a friend? Hello, hello! It is time to grab your Bibles and get ready for another episode of Storming the Gates, a podcast for and about prayer, giving you power for all your battles. And I am your host, Joni Scott. Who do you tell your secrets to? Is it a best friend? Trustworthy companion? Well, you don't just tell it to anyone, do you? And God is the same. His eyes are roaming to and fro throughout the whole earth, searching for those humans whose hearts are pure, those he can speak face to face with, as he did with Moses. As you might understand, such people are rare, but such people are blessed because they've chosen to live a life both for and especially with God. Well, that, of course, led me to consider the man in the Bible who earned the nickname Friend of God. We find that in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 7, and that is Abraham. He was the friend of God who also became the father of our faith. And it was interesting to me because as I began to consider Abraham, anything else I wanted to say about listening to God just paled in comparison to the importance of being God's friend. So I begin to wonder, should I switch gears for a week and simply talk on Abraham's friendship with God? Well, wouldn't you know, the next time I opened my Bible, I went to where I had last left off, which was the book of Isaiah, and I was in chapter 51, and verse 2 clearly states, look unto Abraham, your father. Wow. So I definitely felt that this was something God has for us to take a good look at. And I do want to make a side note here that God also honored Sarah and her faith along with Abraham. He does see us women folk, and he recognizes that we have a pivotal role in our marriages and in our families. Your faith, if you are a woman, is extremely important as well. But today, I want to just look at Abraham, God's friend, and especially what made Abraham God's friend. He was not a flawless individual, but the Bible makes it clear why he was chosen amongst the throngs of humanity to be called and chosen as the founder of a whole new physical and a new spiritual nation. I remember when I was a teenager, my best friend and I used to sit and read separate books silently in the same room, but we were just together. We'd go to the park and talk for hours and share our hopes and dreams. And then we'd talk on the phone until late into the evening, despite my sisters barking their frustration at me for tying up the one and only phone line. Yes, I do date myself. We didn't all have cell phones back then. When you want to tarry or just hang out with someone, you're their friend and they are yours. And we tend to misconstrue friendship with God with learning about God. Paul Washer, a preacher I deeply admire, once said, 
It is easy to learn principles of the Bible. It is easy to learn the attributes of God. But how many want to tarry until the presence of God is real? Another minister I follow is Dutch Sheets. He recently did a devotional broadcast where he spoke about lingering in God's presence. And he said, Leaving the presence of God should be like leaving a warm bed on a wintry morning. Well, let me tell you, I know something about that. Just today in our little city on Lake Superior shoreline, temperatures outside dipped below negative 15, with wind chills forcing it to negative 30 and below. School was canceled. I didn't have to take my school bus out at 530 in the morning. So I was able to linger in my warm bed until I was finally compelled to get up and let the dog outside. It was sheer torture lifting my fleecy sheets and triple stacked blankets and confronting the chill of my basement bedroom. While the cold heart of the world should be chasing us into the secret warmth of God's presence, a presence we would never want to leave unless compelled by duty. And then, and here's the most important question to ask ourselves and to answer honestly, because remember, friends are honest with one another. Why do we seek God? Why do we seek him? Is it to hear a prophetic voice, a prophetic word, to have a financial need met, a child saved, to get direction, to be delivered, healed, healing for others? It's probably all of the above and a few more needs to boot. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. God encourages us to come. He said, come unto me, all ye who are um, weary and heavy laden. And he says that because he is our friend. But are we his? And you know, I've had friends in the past and I do call them friends because I enjoyed their company but they always seem to be in need. Can I borrow some money? Can I get a ride? Can you watch my kids? (laughs) Okay, in all fairness, I have also at times worn out (laughs) the welcome mat of my friends by having more requests for help than requests for their fellowship. But I just want to say, when those needy friends come to me, I sometimes find myself wishing that instead of just fulfilling a need, they would hang out a bit, that they'd linger over a cup of coffee. And I also wish they'd ask me how I'm doing instead of always assuming I'm great. I wish they would take an interest in my ministries and ask questions that show they genuinely care. Such people are rare indeed, and they're precious to me. And you know what? I'm sure there are times. In fact, I'm certain there are times. People wish I would take time to stop, to listen, to ask questions, to care. Sometimes I might bring over dinner. I might give someone a ride. And they might be left thinking, thanks. But what I really wanted was to unburden my soul, to take a walk, to play a game. But I'm off, busy as a bee among the clover, looking to alight somewhere else and buzz away to the next meadow. All right, so Abraham, God's friend. Did he do this? Did he linger with the Lord? Did he listen? Did he care about God's kingdom? Well, he must have. And there's a lot of verses in the scripture. I just want to take a look at a few of them that explain why God smiled on Abraham with favor. 
Hebrews 11 verse 8 says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. Abraham's relationship with God did not start with Abraham thinking, what can God do for me? It began with Abraham doing for God. You know, I've talked a lot about this past election cycle because it was crazy. I had a picture in my mind the other day that it was like riding into a storm on a ship at sea, and it was tumultuous and dark, and the waves were stirred up. But I trusted the captain to get us through and hung on. Finally, the storm's over. The ship emerges from the dark clouds and threatening sea. The water is calm, but it's not where I expected to be. It seems somewhere the ship got turned around the storm and came out off course. But where else can I go? I can't leap into the sea. Panicking's not going to help anything. All I can do is sit on the deck, sip my pink lemonade, and trust the captain. This is faith. This is Abraham. He went out having no idea where he was going. The storm may be crazy. The waves may be large. But Abraham determined he would go. Well, God may have you in a place of uncertainty and change, and you want to run and you want to fight. But like Peter said, where else would I go? There's nowhere to go, and there's nothing to fight but your own shadow. Many are called, but few are chosen, Jesus said. What is the difference between the called and the chosen? I believe the chosen are those who say yes. There are steps of faith the master asks us to do. He gave his all for us. Will we give him back when he says, I need you here. I need you to go through this storm. I need you to rest when you land in unfamiliar waters. A friend gives and does not simply take. You know a friend is a friend (laughs) and that they have their best interest at heart. And you trust them when they put a blindfold over your eyes for some unknown surprise ahead. All right, let's take a look at another verse, Genesis 18, verses 17 through 19 specifically. But in Genesis 18, Abraham sees the Lord afar off and literally runs and kills a cow that they dress and they get ready and begs the men to stay. That had to take hours. And he did this so that the Lord and the angels, I suppose, that were with him stay and hang out, spend time with him. This is not just a quick phone call, how you doing? This was the very definition of lingering. Abraham earned the confidence of God because he stopped everything and sacrificed a prized steer to be in God's presence. Abraham wasn't thinking about Sodom's sin or Sarah's barren womb. He was simply choosing to be with God. He was welcoming God. Then God responded by promising him a son and saving his nephew Lot from Sodom. God answered prayers. I do not think Abraham was praying at the moment. Abraham was simply soaking in the fellowship of the father. And then God responded. God asked those with him this. 
Should I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? Okay, now watch this next part in verse 19 that God adds, For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. So think about this. Abraham trusted God, but more importantly, God trusted Abraham. God knew that he could entrust this man with his deepest secrets, the destruction of Sodom. God is like, hey, listen, gang, if I'm going to trust Abraham to follow me, to instruct his household to follow me, and to make him the head of a tribe that would bring glory to the entire earth, surely I can entrust him with the news that Sodom is doomed to destruction. And indeed, when he told Abraham, Abraham had the heart of God and begged God to save that city. When we have chosen to say yes to God's will, and when we have chosen time with God just because we love him, God will unveil his heart, and God will answer prayers we did not pray. Well, let's look at one more verse. Romans 4 verse 18 tells us, Abraham against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. When hope was gone, Abraham did not freak out of God. He decreed Ishmael, not going to deny it, tried to answer the prayer himself. But I don't think he ever stopped believing that somehow, some way, God would come through. He knew God was with him. Abraham wasn't just in it to win a son. He was a 100 years old and still praising God when the promises seemed to fail along with his elderly body. When there was no hope, Abraham had hope. He didn't rant on social media or use God's delay as an excuse to sin. He still trusted. And this is how we can be sure Abraham knew God. Abraham trusted when all was lost. So what I want to do is just take some time to pray about those things that maybe are causing you to want to panic, tempting you to post something crazy online or go in a direction that's different than what God originally told you to go. Do not panic. Lord, I pray for that sense of panic when we find ourselves in uncharted waters, when the storm is raging, when things don't make sense. Lord, I pray for those right now who don't understand what you're doing. Lord, I ask that no matter what is going on, that we will continue to follow you, that we'll continue to sit still, and that we'll continue to just want to be with you and to put all those questions, doubts, concerns aside and instead kill the fatted calf, serve it to you in a spiritual sense by just dwelling and ministering to you. Lord, we love you, and we desire to show it, Lord God, as we spend our life on you. 
All right, I hope you'll connect with me on any one of the following means that you find in the show notes. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I have a website. Um, If you have any more thoughts on Abraham, there's so much about it in the Bible. And I would love to hear your own thoughts on how he was a friend of God. And next week, we are going to be back in Esther, where we will experience God's victory. All right, until then, stay safe and warm in the secret place of the Lord.